Hello. <laughs> we are on air. This was very haphazard. I'm your host, Ryan Terry, and I'm joined by my co-host. Lucas Connor. This is You Have to Taste This Food This is You show. Have to Taste This. Connor, what did you eat today? Connor is so, our special guest, manager, Beach Tower, but more important things right now. More important things. I had the um the fried chicken donut sandwich from KFC and oh boy, oh boy, was it a task. It was a task. It was. It was a. Chore. Can you can you it explain can you explain what it what it is? It is a large piece of fried chicken in between two donuts that is just drenched in glaze. It, and it's horrifying. It looked disgusting. It, is disgusting. it looked like diabetes. Honestly, it would formed be that bad into if, if a sandwich. If the donuts weren't so thick, the the donuts are just so dense. <laughs> they it don't. Really it doesn't look like something you could. Turn into a bun. Are they, not, are they not like fluffy donuts? They're not. Like, They're really dense, like cornbread. Are donuts. we talking like um, Popeye's biscuit kind of tough donut, or it's like tougher? It's a tough. What? Tougher? What yeah. kind? What popular donut chain would you compare the donuts to? Nothing like I've ever had. Do they import it from somewhere? Like, are they like Dunkin' Donuts? Oh wait, or? the cornbread donuts? No, but it's like it's got that the like, consistency, that thickness of it, you know. It is rough. This is becoming a food review show. Yeah, it is. Show this is you have to taste this. You have yeah. to taste this. Can we do a, a spit-off? You yeah. have to taste With this. Ryan Pop-Tart and Lucas Chicken Wing. All right. Th- those weren't even clever, but I'll take it. Uh, today, we are discussing the albums. Should we go through the line again? Sure. I'll I'll start. I did Animal Collective Feels. I did Everybody Wants by the Struts. And I did... Um... Just kidding, yeah. I know what it is. Love okay. the Lux by Sade. <laughs> Did you forget for a second? No. Okay. I was going to say Nora. We're going to roll the dice. I'm, uh, well, you're one and two because you're the guest. Okay. I'm three, four, you're five, six. That's what we usually do? Yeah. It's never worked out for you that well. No, it hasn't because the- Talking to the mic. Because <laughs> you hate me, Ryan. I don't have control oh, over wait, the dice. Do I have to make a sound effect? Yeah, can you do it right now? It's four. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. So that was uh, so. Now we're talking about Animal Collective Fields. I didn't take notes, so I'm just gonna go off memory. Do you want me to me look at the Wikipedia? Uh, no, I know enough about this band. Okay. Um, Animal Collective were is a I'm already messing up. Art pop, indie pop, uh, outfit from Maryland, Baltimore, Maryland, which I didn't actually know. They were formed in 2003, and so it consists of Avi Terre. Panda Bear, Geologist, and Deacon. I don't know their real names. I don't even know if they have real names. But they it's this collective of musicians that just kind of like come in and out of whatever project they feel like. So I think they have 10 studio albums. Like three of them were made before they were officially Animal Collective and they were retconned into the Animal Collective discography. And then only four of them consist of all three, all four members, and all of them have A.V. Terra and Panda Bear, who are the main songwriters, mm-hmm. and then and singers, and then Geologist shows up on like seven or so of them, and they kind of swap instruments. The one that's most notable is Panda Bear is a fantastic drummer. It's amazing. You wouldn't think he'd be able to like hold the drumsticks with his big paws. I know, right? It's, it's crazy. It's evolution. It's, I know. It's accelerating at an insane rate. To talk specifically about feels, this album, the way it was composed was they they made it on this horribly out of tune, like 80-year-old piano. Mm -hmm. And so 
all it's like out of tune with itself. And so they composed the whole album on this piano and then tuned their instruments to the out of tuneness of the piano yep. and then performed it on the album. That's wonderful. Yeah. So it's I've talked to some people with Perfect Pitch and they say it does it's not too bad <laughs> the out of tuneness. Should have given it to Dennis. Oh, we should have. Does he have Perfect Pitch? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's um but that's kind of the premise of this album and the storyline throughout the album is this concept of I think it's like maturing at throughout and after a relationship is the vibe I get. But uh yeah, what do you guys think? I've tried listening to Animal side. Collective before and I've just never really latched on to them to be completely honest and this album wasn't really that different even though I do like a lot of the vocal delivery delivery it sounds a lot like um MGMT's kind of vocal delivery really like you think switching so? between kind of like the higher nasally stuff this album was mainly AV tear I know I know that he's like the lead songwriter mm-hmm. for the band but um what do you think Connor I think it was like a really nice kind of like I don't know. It felt like just like a a deep delve into like a certain, I mean, feels obviously. It just felt like a lot of feeling. Emotions. Yeah. It was like, it was really nice. And like, I think a lot of the, a lot of what they were doing on like the purple bottle and, and grass. Are, oh, it's just like, I, those, those are my two so favorite tracks. That and turn into something. I really like that. I learned, I love turn into something. Daffy Duck is pretty fun too. Also Banshee Beat. Mm-hmm. Is this very me like long meandering, but yeah. like very emotional? Like, yeah. It carries track. you. I, it carried me in like a really nice way, and I I, I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of their two strongest records. This one and the one after it, Strawberry Jam, which is way more poppy, electronic. What do you think of uh, Meriwether Post Pavilion? That was the first album I listened to, and I like it a lot now. But I wasn't that crazy of it about it at first, which is weird because it's like their most accessible record. And then I listened to Strawberry Jam, and I was like, oh, I really like this. I like it when they go in that weirder direction. I think it suits them better. Although I do think Meriwether Post Pavilion is a great album. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But also just like, I love, like the first half of this album is all about this naive love kind of thing. Like, uh, Yeah, tell me about the lyrics, because I like don't, I didn't read into them. I just kind of listened straightforward and let the music do more of it. It's like... The the way I've kind of analyzed it is, did you see the words is like this very youthful and passionate love song after his girlfriend gets an abortion. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like, we're immune. We can do whatever. Oh we can't. It's, it's like just soaring. Also, there's a lot of drug references, clearly. Like, you can tell they do a lot Would of. Would you call this a psychedelic do. album? I think to an extent. I wouldn't. You I would, wouldn't? I would call it, I, I don't know what I, I don't think I would call it that. Folk though. psychedelic? Maybe. To me? Maybe. I, I would, I would, I wouldn't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's not pure psychedelic for me. That's true. I think grass, I love, grass is the best embodiment of that youthful love where it's like the bridge when he screams, I'd like to see you often, but I don't need to see you often. It's very like, it's cute. Yeah. And it's like. I don't want to be overbearing, but I need to be with you at all times. It's yeah. very like, it's childish, but in a way that suits them, I think, with their bombast. Right. And then the Purple Bottle is the perfect epitome of that side of the album. Dude, 
Purple Bottle. So good. I love that song. Would you like to play it? I would like to play it. And then I'll talk about the second half when we come back and we can move on. All right. All right. Which one? This one. Yes. back on we are i uh i love that song that's my favorite song off the album i think you, you said it was yours yeah me too grass is a very close second and i think you also I, yeah grass, grass turned into something new grass I, I also Gr- like grass yeah. grass is grass such is a, grass is such a like trip i love it yeah. um we were talking i i also sing the praises of strawberry jam often and i feel like strawberry jam is like because Meriwether Post Pavilion is their most popular. Meriwether Post Pavilion, to me, is like if they were showing restraint on Strawberry Jam. That's how I feel anyways. And I still love Meriwether. I think it has a few, I, some of their I best tracks. I feel like tracks. I would, if, if, because starting with this album, I think, was a very interesting choice, just like mm-hmm. for my animal collective experience. And so I think I would go to Strawberry Jam next because of, based on like your you saying the praises of it multiple times, and just like, I think it's always a really nice thing to go to someone's most popular, well-known album like later into their discography. I agree. So you can see so why. You can see why, and like know that evolution or like what the evolution from that was like. It's it's a good time. Mm-hmm. I think I might I might do that. I think this is one of the best bands to do that with because I think that evolution is really important. Their stuff before this was way more out there. What it was uh, crazy. Where chronologically is is feels in relation to both Strawberry Jam and Meriwether? This is right before Strawberry Jam and then Meriwether's after Strawberry Jam. Okay. Gotcha. So I think this was their it was their fourth studio album when it was released, but like when it was retconned, it was like sixth or something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very confusing the lore. discography, yeah. There's two copyrights on it. Like one for 2019 and one for 2005. I don't know if that has to do with that. It might be because I think of it was ballet slippers, because I remember hearing about oh, that. Yeah, it's like a live album that was released. Gotcha. They like do a lot t-shirts. of re-release stuff. They're yeah. crazy. <laughs> I I love them, but they're they're nuts. Also, Panda Bear solo album. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. I don't remember what it's called. A solo project. He does. I gotta look it up. What it's called. I was scared. I was kind uh, of confused with Grizzly Bear. Why didn't you? Why did you think you couldn't get into this? I don't know. It's just. Too spacey? Yeah. It doesn't really stay in my head. Like, I can't really remember what it sounds like. Fair enough. I I get that. I, I think this is an album that rewards multiple listens. Yeah. Um, I think every Animal Collective album's like that. I think some of their stuff is so out there and so abrasive. And I think it's also because this album is so dense. It is really dense. It's just, like, a lot. Both in track listing and in just the instruments, how many instruments are layered yeah. on top of one another. I mean, it's what nine songs and it's fifty-two this is minutes. Full 
What? Oh yeah, it is. That's gaze. great. I like that. It's uh, person pitch. <laughs> person pitch. That's what. If you like this album, you might really like person person pitch too. Okay. Because that's pretty fo- folksy and interesting. The song um, "Comfy and Nautica" is great. Bros is great. And I'm blanking on the last track, mm. but that song is my favorite of his entire solo career. I gotta remember it. But um, yeah, listen to this band if you like weird music. Animal Collective. Yeah. I mean, that's how they've been branded their whole their whole lives. Also, Painting With is probably an easy one to listen to if you're into if you're into pop or indie rock. Painting With's their latest one. That's easy to get into, and then you get into their back catalog, which is real much weirder than that album is. So. Dice, we go into the dice again. Yes. Yeah. And then do you want to do like one, two, three, four, five, six? I'll be odds. Yeah. All right. Actually, <laughs> I odds evens. Hold on, I I I lost it. Okay. Well, six. You I lost didn't... the die. All right. What? You lost the fake die. There we go. We have to make a noise. I'm evens, right? you Yeah. Kachu. Oh, this is, this dice has not bode well for you, Lucas. No. <laughs> I just think you can I can I can I extend my my offer to you and say you take it first and I'll do last. <gasps> yes, finally, I'm not last. <laughs> and it's for the it's for it's oh for no, good. it's just oh, because no. you don't you want it. Because I'm about to blow up. <laughs> let me give some. Let me talk about this real quick. Uh, the struts everybody wants. Oh my god, he's got a list of. Okay. Uh, English rock fan rock band from Derby Derbyshire. England. Uh formed in 2012. Band's influence include Queen, Darkness, Rolling Stones, Aerosmith, whatever. You know. Oh really? Yeah. I can tell their influences. <laughs> they wear them on their sleeve. Yeah. Uh weirdly enough, they also said The Strokes, The Killers and My Chemical Romance. <laughs> Which I do not hear any of those. <laughs> and Michael Jackson. But um And Michael Jackson. And Michael what? Jackson. Yep. This was the Wikipedia page. So it's gotta be coming from somewhere. It's gotta be true. Yeah. Uh they're signed to Virgin EMI. Um they opened for Rolling Stones, Foo Fighters, The Who, and Guns N' Roses. Before they released a debut album, might I add. What? The Foo Fighter actually the Foo Fighters was after. But mm. everything else was before, That's I believe. Still that is crazy. They fit again. They sound. They sound. They well, fit well. Yeah. Um. And then they're. I think they're stupid popular for like modern rock band standards in England at least. And uh, could have been me was huge in my hometown. Yeah. Yeah. Very popular with the one of with one oh seven seven great radio station. But uh, Lucas, why did you recommend this before we get to the opinions? So. I'm usually, uh, I usually try to like give people stuff I think they'd like, and my 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 reasoning with why Connor and you would like this album is because like Connor gets like really hype over music, so I was like, what's an album that's really easy to get hype over, and that I like? <laughs> <laughs> so I did. Everybody wants the struts. Everybody wants the struts. Everybody wants yeah. the struts. I understood it. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, not opinions on the music or anything. Terrible album cover. Horrible <laughs> oh, album okay. cover. I think the original really one bad. was better. The original, I saw the original I, I don't mind the original bad. one. Yeah. But, but uh, like, I mean, grabbing that, that cheek. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was That's the rough. back. It was their back. Uh, yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. Like, oh, it was FCC someone grabbing clean, the FCC, FCC clean. Listen, I said cheek. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know which one we're talking about. Exactly. Uh, Goddard, what did you think of this album? Well, now, Ryan. 
Yeah. Me and you were having a conversation the other day about how to define the term butt rock. I think this album is the exact description That's fair. of that term. I think that this dude rolling his R's is pretty weird, and it, it annoys me to a level that I think it should not annoy me as much, but it really does. It gets on my nerves. Oh, I love it. Uh, every song sounds like they want people to just take their lighters out and swing them <laughs> over their head. Because they always cut out the guitar and just hit the, the drums in harmony. Yeah. And it's like, it's so much. It, He's I think got the notes file. My, yeah, main, my main thing is that it sounds like the worst parts of Pearl Jam and the worst parts of Maroon 5 combined. That's my main criticism. Dang. Oh my God. I thought it was okay. <laughs> I thought it was, I really like Could Have Been Me. And that song was only could have been. I don't. I don't uh, I no, didn't not only. With the, I didn't hate the. Hold album. on, let me pull, like, let me pull up the track listing again. I, I was just not very okay, fond of it. But I have to talk about why I like it. Yeah, for a please do. I wouldn't guess. I wouldn't have guessed that this would be like. I know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. I absolutely love. All right, performing, they're excellent. The frontman, Luke Spiller, is amazing to watch. He like switches outfits like Lady Gaga That's does. Awesome. And I just. It seems to me how I see the whole, because they're easily like one of the most cheesiest bands I've ever heard, but I love how they know it and feed into it and just play with it. It isn't music you have to think about. It's just kind of fun. That's what I was, that was what I was thinking listening through it. Like there is no, it's all surface level with this band, which isn't a bad thing. It is. And like, I I (laughs) listen to other stuff. Okay. (laughs) It is for you. I no, don't think it is oh, no, in it's general. No, it's not a bad thing at all. Yeah. I think I think surface level music can be great. Like mm-hmm. we had a whole conversation about that the other day with like Playboy Cardi and all that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's easy to have fun and it's it is fun music, you know. They were Right. You know. Yeah. All right, it just it makes me want to get up and dance unlike the other stuff I listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I there is this weird revival going on that and I don't mean this to make fun of your album too much, where it, I feel like a bunch of really talented musical, like millennials and Gen Zers, are trying to impress their dads, <laughs> and so they're like, "We're gonna make Greta Van Fleet." <laughs> well, to me, and we're gonna do this truck. To me, the music still feels it feels heavily, heavily influenced, but it still feels original to me. Yeah, whereas Greta Van Fleet, I was gonna say this is like where Greta Van Fleet just isn't yeah, original. Greta Van Fleet isn't original. I think they have a sound. Yes. At least that is wholly theirs, even yeah. if it's very similar or inspired by. You can tell what it's from, but it doesn't particularly sound exactly like anything else. I think they do pull from modern indie rock sure. influences, dare I say tropes, but like even when I heard Could Have Been Me, I didn't think that like the branding of this band would be like hair metal 70s, right. 80s vibes. But In 2016. In 2016. That was very interesting to me. I did also like only just a call away. That's I thought a good that song. I thought that was a good song. And also, there's a song I already really like called "Merry Go Round," and I was like, "Oh man, this is not the Merry Go Round." <laughs> it's not what you were looking forward to. Um, they uh, they they've released two albums, and I was gonna give you the second one, but like sonically, they're identical. Really? <laughs> like the second album just sounds like a continuation of this one. Honestly, is it like? How it? identical? I think it was released like, like... Like Room on Fire to Is This It? Or like worse than that? Oh, that's not what it's called. 
It's young and dangerous. It has a lot better of an album cover. They're certainly they're certainly young. Young. All right. All right. Just just, just look up the name of the band. All right. Could do that. We're gonna spend so much time. We're wasting. We should probably play a song. We should play a song while you're doing um, this. Uh, yeah, it was 2018. That's what I thought. Do we want to do? Um, you, you could have been me. Oh no, you pick. It's it's your album. Um, they don't swear on could have been me, right? I don't think uh, so. No, no, I don't think okay. so. Let's play could have been me. All right, sweet. Don't wanna live as an untold story. Rather go out in a blaze of glory. I can't hear you. I don't fear you. I live now cause the bad dialogues. Dodging bullets with your broken past. I can't hear you. I don't fear you now. Wrapped in your regret. What a waste of blood and sweat. That is the only song I knew. Actually, no, that's the only song that I remembered coming back to this because I'd actually I'd heard the whole thing, like a few years ago. But <laughs> you don't need to be coy about it. He's pulling <laughs> like a grapevine out. Off guard. Okay. Just keep talking. <laughs> you want me to? Uh, well, what am I supposed to do? That's not like I can carry the momentum of a conversation um, when you're waiting to promote something. No, I'm not waiting for it now. I just gotta prepare. You know. Oh my what, uh, god. What like? What brought you into this band? I think I found them uh, when I started listening. The way I got in, like, expanding my music taste was, like, um, through Pandora. I listened to Today's Alternative really? Radio. And then that's how I, like, the first stuff I listened to when I just started exploring was this song came on was one of them. But then I got into, like, Cage the Elephant, uh, Congos? Is that what they're called? Oh, yeah. the the I, um, actually, I, I love also, the Congos. I did use to use Yeah, Ergomania. Like, when I was first starting to, like find new music pandora was the was the one really yeah, that's when i was I, I didn't use it much myself it's not great but it's not it was easy to find things that sounded like gorillas when i was like 13 that's true so. i well mine was neutral milk hotel and that's <laughs> yeah. a real that's a real gamble when you're going through the neutral milk hotel oh, i'm sure uh radio um i thought it was okay connor hated it lucas I still I liked this band i didn't hate it i just disliked it strongly that's fair uh should we move on yeah we have to roll the dice all right, one second. All right. I just what numbers do you call? Uh, one through six. Okay. Uh, dice. <laughs> I, I got off of it again. All right, make the sound effect. Wow, I got. He got it. He got his number. Yeah. Uh, Sade, Love Deluxe. You want me to give a little background, real quick? Yeah. Quick thing, Sade. Sade Adu is a person, but Sade, quote unquote, is a band of multiple people. It's a Van Halen type situation. <laughs> sure. Uh, English band formed in London, 1982, and I had that down, named after a lead singer. Uh, music features elements of soul, smooth jazz, sophista pop, and quiet storm. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I don't trust Wikipedia anymore. I also don't know what quiet storm is. <laughs> I think they're making up stuff now. I, I think that as well. Sophistapop. Uh, band's debut album. That, how did I just say debut? Debut. Debut. Debut album, Diamond Life, was released in 1984. Reached number two in the UK album charts. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Sade won, won Grammy Award for Best New Artist. And in 2011 won their fourth Grammy for Best R&B Performance. 
Uh, it, Wikipedia's like quick synopsis didn't tell me what the other two were, yeah. and I didn't go looking because I was really tired. Yeah. <laughs> this is their fourth studio album. It was released uh, October 1992, uh, so right before the uh, grunge wave, which yes. is important to note. Yes. Um, why'd you recommend this album? Man, I just think it is a really, I wouldn't say tight because it's like 45 minutes, but it's like a really solid album. Every song like does its thing. I'm, some of them go like a little long, but it, I just think everything that's done on this album is like perfect soul R&B and just like the drums throughout this whole album, the percussion is so crazy. It's and really good. Her voice just carries so well. And she does these very weird, uh, like, vocal melodies that don't always, like, they, I don't know. She's she's just great. And, like, I don't know. I just like the album a lot. Lucas, what do you think? Um, It's, I, I really liked it. And um, I liked, there's really subtle, like, weird instrumentation in the background yeah like in the first track there's distorted guitars it's awesome it's so cool like they just they just do they just do these things and like make a nice song they're really they're really willing to ride off space yeah and just like yep. i wouldn't say silence but just like keep Letting, the same thing they going let things breathe yeah before they like shove something new into your face and like evolve the song they let it they let it go and they let you breathe within the music I wanted to talk about No Ordinary Life specifically, or No Ordinary Love, sorry, because that was my favorite track. Yeah, me too. And it's, it's, it's so, so good. good. But I was thinking, like, there's this long jam section, like, last three minutes, and they could have this, like, guitar solo or this crazy back and forth thing, and they choose not to, and it's better for it. It's better that it's just this vibe yeah. that you that carries they, you throughout the I song. And think, I think No Ordinary I'm sorry about that. I think No Ordinary Love is, like, specifically a really interesting song because it's, like, a seven-minute opener throughout, like, songs that are all less than, like, five minutes typically. And they give you, like, this two-and-a-half-minute intro. Not intro, but just, like, you know, it starts with this, like, really good, like, head-banging drums and then just, like, smooth piano with, like, that, that guitar in the back. And they don't... They don't let it build up, and then like the piano sweeps e- sweeps in and even more, and then they just hit you with the this is no order. It's so cool, and then they it, it was a hits great opener. Like, you're just in that now. Yeah, it, like carries you so well. I love this album, dude. I immediately like picked up my guitar and was like, I gotta, I gotta Cherish see what's going on here. Cherish, Cherish the, the day. day. Yeah, like, that's a great. The guitar parts there are so yes. so much fun. Yes, it's so fun. Restraint is like the the name, the name, he, of the, game. the name of the game in this album. They're they're playing very restrained and in a way that serves the music, that enhances th- the music. I think the best example of that is Feel No Pain, which yes. is like the groove on that is so deep, but like there's not much going on. It's just like real like sweet piano and then just like this funky groove. The the refrain is even like very downplayed. Yeah. And like not in your face at all. It's, it's great. Despite the fact that the lyrics are pretty powerful. Oh, the about like being laid off. Like yeah, a lot her of entire the, family. A lot being of the laid lyricism off. in this album is crazy, especially feel no pain about just like the black struggle in itself. And like she goes really deep in depth on it. And then like almost never talk about it again. Like at least on this album. Like it's a lot of, you know, 
a lot of love uh, sort of lyrics. I thought Pearls was the most interesting track lyrically to me about this Somalian woman yeah. who finds pearls on the on the side of her road, and that's like her livelihood. There is a woman in oh, it's so it's so um so well written. Yeah. She is such a talented songwriter, and then the instrumental at the end is. Just a great way to end the album. That's just like, jam, yeah. Mermaid is crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. The whole album, I'm I'm really really into. Would we like to play a song? Uh, I, I yeah. Think, Which one? Do you want to hit? Do you want to hit? Cherish the day. Yeah, sure. I feel why like not? That's like that's what you. That's the one you wanted like I, me I, to listen to the most. I think. I I just I really really like cherish the day, and it and it means a lot to me. Just like when I listen to it, I. Uh, you know, certain certain music just like it makes you emotional, whether or not you have any specific um, memory tied to it. And like "Cherish the Day" is just one of those songs. If I'm if I'm like feeling in a way, I can just throw that on, and it's it's it it it's perfect. Mm-hmm. All right, let's put it on. Talking about music that's deeply affected us, because you said this song has like a really emotional. This this song, just like this song is like, there's like two different like emotional songs for me. It's like the songs that will make me cry, the songs that will get me emotional, and then the songs that are very good as like emotional accessories if I'm like kind of feeling something but need to don't I don't know really how to bring it out. They kind of like allow me to. Think through things. This song specifically fits that second category a lot. Like it just. Uh, I it's don't know. a very emotional album. Yeah, it brings something out, man. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just. I think. I think a lot of it is her voice, and then just how like, just like how lackadaisical some of the instrumentation is. Mm-hmm. They really uphold the vo- voice yeah, and don't become the forefront. Yeah, that's great. Lucas, anything come to mind? <sighs> and. Yeah, I think you guys really said it with this album. Um, like, I really like the lyrics on a lot of songs. There's a lot of great poetry. And you know where else you could publish poetry is oh in the Trident. God. The Trident, SUNY Fredonia's literary magazine, is open for submissions for our 2020 issue. Want to see your creative work published? We're looking for poetry, fiction, nonfiction, and art. Submissions are open for all undergraduate SUNY students this semester, and we are looking for new writers and blind submissions. You can find out more at tridentfredonia.weebly.com or find us on Instagram at fredonia underscore trident. That was crazy. How did you do How did You know, you're a master of segues. When he does this, it's impossible for me to edit it out of the podcast version. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's we're just doing free you're promotion. Right, you're right. We are, we are. Um, any music that affects you emotionally <laughs> was the question I was trying to ask you. Um, 
Unless you have any other thoughts on the album. Well, people... <laughs> no, I can talk about music affecting me. Okay, all right. Um, I have gotten multiple people telling me uh, or asking me the question, why do you only listen to sad music and stop? <laughs> unrelated, though. The stop's unrelated. It's something else. It's not related music. <laughs> um, no, but uh, it's... I don't know. My favorite album... Or a lot of my favorite albums. All of my favorite albums are very emotional. <laughs> Tom York from Radiohead once said that he felt offended when people called his music sad because he doesn't feel like it's something. He is a, sometimes a sad person and he doesn't feel like he doesn't see his music as particularly sad and he doesn't think sad music is something to look down upon. And I think that that was a really when he he, he said it much more eloquently than I do. Sure. But uh, I think that was a really powerful moment when I heard that because, like, I, I got that question on two occasions. I think as I grew up, it got less sad and more strange and not strange in the, like, oh, look at how weird I am. But, like, I'd get into Animal Collective or The Dismemberment Plan or the la- any of the last three albums I've recommended. But um, uh, s- That reminds me of something I saw. I was listening mm-hmm. to um, – this was – I just found this interesting. I was listening to uh, – in the airplane over the sea but um, oh my god what i've been doing is like listening to it on my xbox and plugging my xbox into a speaker but anyways um the the like behind the lyrics pops up for uh, in the airplane over the sea like on the screen and i was reading it and it said that like jeff mangum man mangum mangum yeah mangum um he a lot of the songs on that album are like upbeat and uh, kind of sound kind of happy and like there was this thing about it took him a while to realize that other people see the songs as happy because he they're all about his dreams and he's or just, sad you mean yeah yeah well, well happy well like Hall of oh, 1945 okay. is kind of upbeat like other people are yeah. seeing the songs as like rock songs but all the songs are his nightmares yeah okay and, like I think that kind of just it shows like how you can have different emotional connections to the same subject matter yeah that's true I think I can't listen to in the airplane in my day to day because it will destroy me. I think I think that's like I think that's the thing. Like when I asked you earlier, like why music? I think it's just because you you just tie it yeah to certain things and like nobody will ever. It's 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 hard because nobody will ever feel the same way about a song. It's that so you subjective. Do. Yeah, like like if I played you that that Outcast song that makes me cry. You would, I die. It would, it would just be. Yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have the same effect, and it, and it, I love that. It's very interesting. To it, me. it's so interesting. I, I've had. I was telling you guys earlier. I don't. I think I had that reaction to music more so, in the past, and now because not not because I'm. I think it's partly because I'm surrounded by music all the time, and partly because of the the person I am. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect me in that same emotional way. I think sometimes like. Even Radiohead songs, and I listen to them. Sometimes I'll just listen to chord progressions and think like, "Oh, this is cool." Like I'll, I'll overanalyze them, and it's a really special thing. And also that's because I've listened to the band so often. Yeah. Um, but it's a really special thing when a band can do that to me again. And there are some old albums that very much take me to a time and place, and I can't disconnect it. Yeah. Twin Fantasy, Transatlanticism, I've talked about on the show. Like that is very much tied, especially the song "Tiny Vessels." Oh my God. Um, or a lack of color, that's that song destroys me. But um, I think it's so interesting, and I, I think it's really interesting 
how some people it carries no matter how much music they listen to or how much they know about music and some people feel a little diluted by it or I don't know I think it's it, it is just it affects everyone differently yeah and I think that's really uh, I think I have very positive emotions towards feels and I think it was a very good I think it partly made me realize like oh people like weird music there's a market for this yeah. kind of stuff and also like there's it's a pretty optimistic album. The last song, I don't know if this is the actual lyric, but this is how I've always heard it. Um, and it was a good optimistic mantra for me growing up. It was uh, the refrain is, why, why don't you turn into something new? You should turn into something new. And I really, because that, that's that. like his ex telling him, like, you need to grow up. Yeah. You need to mature. And I think it's a very blunt, but um, yeah way of way of wrapping up the album so and they even in their career they very much turn into something new on the next record so it's a it's so cool it's so cool that they bands and music has have this effect and that these are people making this with the same uh connections to other music that we have and or not connection maybe so i don't know and i think just that in general is like a very humanizing thing it's nice to kind of feel on that level mm-hmm. with the musicians sometimes because that uh, it, it, it's easy humanizes to, them. Yeah, it's easy to feel disconnected from what you're listening to as just this abstract piece of art that someone made at some point in time somewhere. Mm-hmm. But thinking about it in the context of like, oh, this person really like they were going through went something through this. Mm-hmm. It's 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 interesting. So, so I think we yeah. need to start wrapping up. Yes, we but. Do. Is there any? So Connor is the manager for Beach Tower. I opened. I tried to say that, but then we talked about uh, sandwiches. So it's okay. anything to or promote? something we call a sandwich. Just follow this band at Beach Tower Music on Instagram, on Twitter. You can find them just at Beach Tower on Facebook. You know, through Fredonia, they're very, very good. Oh, thank you. Everybody, everybody knows there's there's some. You know, look 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 forward to. Some things in the future, some music, some some shows. Can't drop dates, can't drop names, but we do have look stuff forward. coming. And At they least. are very, very talented, and I love them so much. Oh. And Ryan's in it. I am in it. He's he's a great guitarist. Thank and you. I think that everybody else in the band is also wonderful, and I love them. So go follow Beach Tower Music. All right. Anything for us to to promote or? Uh no. Besides, next week our our guest is uh, the one and only Chris Bell. It is Chris Bell, and he didn't give me. I'm not getting connection in here, so he couldn't text me an album. Oh uh, well, I'll we'll announce find it the on album Instagram. And post it to our social medias. Yeah. Uh, Sticky the band. But what album are you gonna re- Sticky the band. <laughs> <laughs> what album are you gonna recommend? Um, I'm going to give you, drum roll please. Saturation two. Oh my yes. god. Yes, you should have yes, recommended yes. that when you knew Connor was going no, on. I uh, know, he's already heard it. I've heard that album. All so right, fine, fair, fair. Chris fair. <laughs> well, okay. oh, Chris well, maybe, has heard everything. Maybe you should have given it to me then. <laughs> Chris and Dennis have heard everything. Dennis hasn't heard everything. Because okay. he hasn't heard us. <laughs> That's true. But, oh my god. I'm going to give you Helplessness Blues by Fleet Foxes. <laughs> I saw that one coming. Yeah. Well, it was between two, and I'm waiting on the one. So. Yeah. She's on that little. Uh, that five song EP they put out like before Fleet Foxes. Oh, that's so good. The one with Mykonos on yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So good. What is it, Sun Giant? Yes. Yeah. 
I love that's a great. But Helplessness Blues, I think, is one of the best songs of the last decade. So of the 2010s, mm-hmm. or best album. Sorry, and the song. I think the song Helplessness Blues is one of the best songs. I got distracted. Someone was in the booth. Uh, we need to wrap up. <laughs> we need to wrap up. <laughs> we need to wrap up. All right. Thank hey, you for, uh, for thank you for listening on. and watching. Thank you thank for, for coming, coming on. on. Of course, every anytime. <laughs> <laughs> That's happen? it. That's the end of the show. Adios. This was you have to taste this. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you to Anchor and Fredonia Radio Systems for making this podcast possible. Music done by Evan Donnelly and podcast art done by Amelia Loreso. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at you have to hear this. Thank you for watching.